Greetings and salutations, and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the digital safe house. I am your one and only Capeless Crusader host today. That's right. I'm the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, here on my own, holding down the fort. Uh, just you and I on this ride, because I got a special topic for you that I'm going to discuss this uh, episode. But before I tell you what that is, it's time to get the usual, you know, the intro, the housekeeping out of the way. You know what that means. You know what that is. You know what I'm talking about. This episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping over at nerdon.tv slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it all out at nerdon.tv slash Patreon. And of course, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and NerdOn, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com or nerdon.tv slash thecapelesscrusaders, your hubs for all thing Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the NerdOn podcast family. It is great to have you back with us again here on a very special episode, one that's near and dear to my heart. Not just comics, not just movies, not just TV. Those three things alone are not the only things in the entertainment world that take up my heart. You know what the other one is. If you've listened long enough, you know exactly what the other one is. Wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Wrestling. That's what we're talking about today because it's uh, it's wrestling season. I mean, I mean, wrestling technically happens year-round, but it's March. and. The month of March is always the buildup for a very big event in professional wrestling. But as we've told you before in the past, that company that's been running the show for quite a while isn't alone anymore when it comes to bringing the entertainment. So, therefore, this episode, episode 184, is going to be WrestleBro. Yeah, I know. Usually it's Wrestle Bros, but, you know, right now it's just me at the moment um, talking the wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, it just didn't work out scheduling wise. So it's me, the one and only WrestleBro, one and only WrestleBro, right here to break down what is coming your way in the world of professional wrestling, how I feel about it, uh, WrestleMania coming up, what the card is for WrestleMania, uh, what happened, uh, you know, kind of a look at an AEW uh, pay per view coming up, AEW Revolution, that will have already happened by the time you hear this, but I can at least give you my thoughts on AEW as a whole. But first, there's one thing we got to do. No, not around the horn because, well, because I'm, I'm alone. So going around the horn would just be me and it, it, it would be boring. So we're going to skip around the horn this time and go right into the news. And uh, for the news, I just got one big story for you. And you probably already know what it is. You know what's going on. You've been you you're well in tune to what's been happening. But in case you may have missed something, if you checked Disney Plus recently, if you went on over and you logged in and took a look over at the Marvel section, you may have noticed some fantastic additions that are there. You know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The additions we've been wanting ever since 
they were all canceled on that other streaming service. I'm talking about the Netflix Marvel shows. They are all on Disney Plus now as we speak. That's right. That's right. I know I can hear you yelling and screaming with excitement right now because I did. Um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, (laughs) The Defenders, Punisher, and even the ABC series, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they are all now on Disney+. Plus. Like Radiohead said, everything in its right place. That's right. That's right. I quoted Radiohead. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, this has been a long time coming ever since the shows were canceled. Uh, Daredevil after their third season. Jessica after her third season. Uh, Luke Cage after the second. Punisher after the second. Iron Fist had two as well. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. eventually came to an end over on ABC. But it is great to have all those shows now in the Disney Plus library, especially now that we've seen characters from those Netflix Marvel shows appearing in the MCU. Matt Murdock made his appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home. Of course, uh, still being played by Charlie Cox, beautifully. And Vincent D'Onofrio, of course, showed up in Hawkeye, once again reprising his role as Kingpin, uh, Mr. Wilson Fisk. So we know that they're now being worked into the MCU. And now that, and now even even better, we have their, their origins are now in the Disney Plus library. The, they... They're, it just it just feels right, you know. They're home, where they should be, you know. And it's it's going to be nice to see from here how we work them in. You know, we, we've had Murdoch, we've had Fisk. You know, where do we see Frank pop up? Do we see Jessica pop up? Do we see do we see uh, Iron Fist pop up? I know, I know. Majority of us kind of you know wonder if maybe we could have just left him behind i mean it, it sucks to say because the iron fist character is cool he is it just it was just a letdown you know you, you wish the the actor himself i mean colleen's great she's fantastic you just wish you know danny rand was a little better you know, especially after now and now having shang chi in the mcu it just it shows even more how much iron fist just uh you know, just, just didn't do it, you know, but I guess it was a package deal. So you gotta get everything, but Hey, Hey, you know what? It's okay. We got out of the six, we got five, right? I didn't watch agents of shield, but I know it did well. I know it's a, it's loved. I maybe caught, I caught like five or six episodes, I think of the first season of agents of shield. Um, you know, it just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't grab me. You know, I, I, I was too interested in seeing, you know, the actual heroes, the actual Avengers. I know Nick Fury pops up. I love Agent Coulson. He's, who doesn't like Agent Coulson? Uh, but it just didn't, you know, it was the it was, it's the dry oatmeal season. And I was able to get through the dry oatmeal season one of Arrow and eventually became a big fan of the series of the series Arrow. Just something about the oatmeal that was offered to me in the first season of Agents of Shield that just didn't didn't grasp me. Maybe I'll give it a I'll give it another try on Disney Plus. Maybe maybe I'll give it another shot. You know, it's on Disney Plus now. Maybe I'll try it out again. Give it a second try. 
Um, it's going to be weird going back since they're connected to the movies that, you know, happened seven years ago. Um, but I'll, maybe I'll give it a try, but I for sure am going to be watching Daredevil again. You better believe that. I'm for sure going to watch Jessica again. I'm going to watch Luke Cage again. I'm going to, I'm going to watch Punisher again. There's no way I'm not watching Punisher again. Johnny Bernthal. I mean, come on. Um, and it just, uh, it's just cool to see it all under the, under the MCU Marvel banner over at the mouse house. You know, you, you kind of question it for a while. Like would the mouse house allow these shows to be in a Disney app, you know, a logo with a Disney, a logo, an app with the Disney logo on it. Um, but you know, it's not like, you know, Disney has produced rated R movies. They just do it under a banner that they own. Like instead of saying Disney produces this movie, they'll say Touchstone Pictures distributes this movie. And then, then it's okay. Uh, but it's still Disney. It's Disney owns Touchstone. So, you know, anyways, a little rant there about the movie studio business. But yeah, um, great news. All our favorite Netflix shows of the Marvel variety are now on Disney+. Plus. Uh Everything in its right place, once again, quoting Radiohead. So that's right there for you. So with that bit of news done, on to the main event. Yeah. Finally. Mm-hmm. You know, finally, it's that time. It is big time wrestling season because WrestleMania is just around the corner. and. No matter, you know, no matter how the company is doing story-wise or who the top dogs are, who the big names are, there's always a hype leading up to WrestleMania. And it starts to kick off in January with the Royal Rumble. Because the Royal Rumble, winner always gets a title shot at WrestleMania's main event. That's been happening since 92. And so it starts to kick up. You start to see where the storylines are going. Uh, elimination chamber it used to be no way out in February, but now it's elimination chamber that happens in February and the, the stories, you know, either take a twist or take a turn or get an added feature to them, what have you. And we just had elimination chamber. We're now leading up to WrestleMania and it, there's excitement, but at the same time, there's also a little bit of hesitation on my part. And, and it's, it, it, it sucks to say, uh, as you've heard in the past about David Barry and I talking about uh, speaking about this topic, you know, I have been a WWE fanboy dating back to the eighties. Okay. I'm one of those that grew up on Hogan. Um, I, l- I stopped watching when Hogan left and went to WCW, uh, watched it here and there in the mid nineties, came back. In the later 90s, uh, when the Attitude Era kicked off, when it was Rock, Austin, DX, and been watching ever since, um, not as religiously as I was during the Attitude Era, you know, when when John Cena and Batista and Brock Lesnar became the big names, and eventually became kind of the Ruthless Aggression Era, and delved into the PG Era, you know, I, I may have missed a few Raws and Smackdowns here and there, but I've still always kept up on it, follow on social media. But, you know, things change as time goes on. And after a good 20-year reign in this industry, the WWE finally has competition. And that competition is that in AEW. And it's just been 
it's been how do you put this? You love WWE, but you wish things were going better because right now I will tell you there's maybe two or three storylines in WWE that I'm really enjoying, and that's it. There's nothing else that's grasping me right now, and it just feels like they could be owning the crowd, and they're not. They're they're they're, they're losing the crowd. They've become more uh, entertainment spectacle than having any wrestling now again wrestling has always been an entertainment uh medium it's, it's always had a spectacle to it but there was always a balance of spectacle and professional wrestling and wwe lately has gone a route of which it's been more spectacle and way less wrestling i mean give me the spectacle but i want to see a 20 minute match with some fantastic moves going on give me both not one or the other and that's what aew has been able to pull off lately with their lately i mean i'm gonna say last two years i came into aew when cm punk uh returned in august of 2021 and they'd already been going on for two three years by that point uh so i was late to the show when it came to aew but i'm happy to be here because man there is some talent in aew that is just stellar and they're having fun doing it that's what it feels like they're having fun it's like they took the best of the Attitude Era of the late 90s and the Golden Era of the 80s and mashed it together, gave it a TV-14 rating, and said, go have fun. And that's kind of what everybody's doing is having fun. Um, you know, there's always going to be the politics about the two companies, how AEW actually offers health care to their independent contractors, how... They get time off after a storyline. You know, they can take a month or two off of a break. Um, there's there's the fact they are actually treated like independent contractors so they can wrestle for AEW and then go wrestle for other organizations, how, whatever they want, something WWE superstars do not have the freedom to do. So there's some politicking there. And some changes that WWE could also be starting to look at and see that that's, this is how the future might be, you know, um, you know, a time when maybe Vince isn't around and it's Triple H and Stephanie McMahon running the show. Who knows? I mean, and Triple H has been seen, say what you want about Vince. Triple H has always been seen as someone who's dedicated to the business and is about, um, about, you know, about its evolution, not to quote one of his former stables, uh, but about the how the the industry can um, progress, how it can adapt, how it can change for the better. So it's kind of been this whole can't wait till Triple H is running the show because maybe they will be more like AEW while still having the huge bank account that WWE has. Um, so there's my 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 slight soapbox and political moment there regarding the wrestling industry. Drink of water here at the moment. And with that said, moving on into the entertainment aspect itself, uh, I'm going to break down for you first the card that is currently scheduled for WrestleMania 38, WWE's WrestleMania 38. Now, given at the time of this recording, not all matches have been made. And some of these matches could change because that happens in, in that happens in the story writing process. 
Uh, but I'll give you what we have as of the time of this recording. And hopefully it still is at least half right. Uh, so the matches I'm looking at that I'm actually excited for that have been said for WrestleMania 38. Uh, you've got the Women's Tag Team Championship, Queen Zelina and Carmella defending their titles against Naomi and Sasha Banks. Um, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair defending her title against Ronda Rousey. Now this one, I don't know which way this one will go because I want to say it was two, three years ago that Ronda defended her title against Charlotte Flair, who had her title, and Becky Lynch, who was the who was the first contender. Triple threat main event match for WrestleMania, first ever in wrestling history, in WWE history, where the main event was a women's match and it was a triple threat with two titles on the line. And Becky Lynch walked away having pinning pinning Ronda. And walked away with both titles. She was going by the name, you know, Becky Two Belts, and which is a great nickname. And so, I'm curious to see if Ronda does. Are they going to have Ronda lose another WrestleMania main event? Is Charlotte Flair going to win, or is Charlotte Flair going to be putting over Ronda Rousey in WrestleMania? I mean, this can go either way. I mean, does the big name of Ronda Rousey lose another Mania main event? Does Charlotte Flair, who's, you know, got the bloodline in this company, uh, the 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 heritage lineage in this company, does she put over Ronda and let Ronda take the title at Mania? That one I'm interested on. I, I, I don't know which way that'll go. And um, it'll be curious to see how the match goes with those two. I, I, I am curious about that. Um, another one I'm excited about, another women's match, it's the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Becky Lynch defending her title against Bianca Belair. Now, this one, I'm pretty sure that Becky is going to be dropping the title to Bianca. Um, Becky Lynch made her big comeback SummerSlam 2021 um, after, you know, being gone for months, having given birth to a lovely baby. She and her husband, Seth Rollins. <gasps> Kayfabe is dead. Uh, um, she came back. Surprise match beats Bianca in like 10 seconds and takes the Raw Women's Championship, um, which kind of felt a little cheated. I was happy to see Becky back. Becky Lynch is one of the top names in the company out of all of them, men and women. She is easily one of the more popular superstars in the company. And sure, I wanted to see her as a champion again. I just didn't think that was the way to go about it. You know, making Bianca drop it to her the day Becky comes back in just seconds, that, that felt a little weird. Um, it felt a little, you know, felt a little cheap doing that to Bianca, who earned the women's championship, winning it at Mania. And I've wondered ever since then, you know, they kept teasing, was Bianca just not going to get a, you know, another shot? Was she just going to fall down the ladder and never get a title shot again? Because she's put on some amazing, amazing matches. And I was happy to see finally that Bianca got the first contendership for the title. And right now has been building up, has been, you know, winning match after match. Just handling Dewdrop, like just picking her up three different times. The strength that Bianca Belair has is, is astounding. So I'm pretty sure, and Becky's in full heel mode. So I'm pretty sure this is. I'm pretty sure this is going to go the route of Becky Lynch dropping the title to Bianca, you know, kind of a, you know, 
losing to the person she beat back in back in SummerSlam. It's only right. Bianca gets her payback, gets her vengeance, wins the title back at WrestleMania, deservedly so, this time in front of a full house. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Bianca Belair is getting the title from Becky, and, and deservedly so. Bianca is an amazing uh, athlete. She deserves a title. She deserves it. And I think Becky putting her over is a great way to show that she's earned her spot. So that one I'm pretty sure on. Uh, next that I'm really excited about is Edge going against AJ Styles. That, that is one of those dream matches you didn't think you'd ever see, you know? And I think Edge is now hanging around just to give us those dream matches we never thought we'd see. And not only did he, did they have their showdown, but Edge went heel. Like, it's not just that Edge is getting this, giving us this match with AJ, but Edge went back fully to the rated R superstar. He is a heel. He's heel edge right now. And heel edge was something else. You know, heel edge would do whatever it takes. And he, and he gave AJ a concerto right there in the ring on Raw. And knowing what Edge can do, both back in the two back in the late 90s, back in the 2000s, uh, and knowing what AJ has done all over the wrestling industry, uh, to see those two go at it, that has the capability of being the you know, of stealing the show. That could be the match that steals the show. If it goes the way we think we will. I mean, just imagining how good edge is imagining how great AJ is the two of them being great. And just imagining those two in the ring together. It it has, it has every possibility of being, you know, the, the, the one that steals the show at mania. I'm hoping it does. Cause that would be fantastic. I'm really hoping it does. Who wins? Oh, I don't know. I can't. It can, it can go either way on that one, and I'll be happy. I I don't I don't care who puts over who. I just want to see AJ and Edge just go at it and just put on one hell of a death defying death defying show. Those that those two only those two could do. And then we have our main event, which well I'm assuming is the main event. It has to be because the the two title holders are going at it are going at each other. Um, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the leader of the bloodline, and the WWE Universal Champion. And by the time WrestleMania rolls around, he will have been champion for, geez, uh, 500 and what, 25 days, 530 days, the one of the longest running title holders in the history of the WWE. I need some more water here. Hope you enjoyed the sounds of me drinking water as my throat dries up. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns is now like the fifth longest title holder in in WWE history, you know, and, and he's only got like Hogan, Bruno Sammartini, uh, Bob Backlund, and one other ahead of him. And that's it. And then Roman Reigns at 500 plus days as Universal Champion. That's, a, that's amazing. Outstanding. It's... I'm okay with it because I like Roman. So there's that. And Roman Reigns will be defending his Universal Championship against the Beast Incarnate. The uh the the what who the guy I now call the um the the redneck viking if you were to call him if you were to look at the way he's dressing. That's Brock Lesnar, the WWE Heavyweight Champion. Another Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns story. Um you know, I 
I have a love hate thing with Brock Lesnar. I know it's probably it's probably a hot take in the world of wrestling, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I got nothing against Brock Lesnar, the man, at all whatsoever. I got nothing against Brock Lesnar, the athlete. The guy is a beast. You know, not many guys who are that size can move as fast as he does, and he pulls it off beautifully. <clears throat> he is just quicker than he should be. You know, with all that muscle, with all that mass he has, for him to be as fast as he is, it's astounding. That said, I'm kind of tired of him just demolishing whoever walks in the ring. It just gets, it just, there's no, there's no excitement in it. You know, he's in the Royal Rumble. Uh, comes in number 30 and he gets in the ring and just throws everyone around and just cleans house and wins it. It was, it was, it was anticlimactic. Elimination Chamber. His turn to come out of the pod and again, same thing. He just wipes everyone out. Just just you know, suplex after suplex after F5 pin. Suplex, suplex, F5 pin. The the only joy was how long it took for him to take Austin Theory out, and that was just because it was comedic. He wasn't in any trouble. It was just funny. But it just, there was no excitement to it. And that's how these Brock Lesnar matches have been lately, where it's just, they, they just let them wipe guys out. And it just, wrestling is supposed to be storytelling in a ring. You're telling a story. In this match, these two guys, after they've talked in the microphone, after the story is built up in the promos and the weeks leading up to the match, once you're in the ring, the match tells the story. And when a match is only seconds long and features three back suplexes and an F5 and a pin, there's no excitement in that at all. You know, I didn't like it when they made him attack John Cena like crazy. And I'm not a big John Cena defender when it comes to his wrestling character. I mean, you know, I liked him at first and felt they PG'd him way too much. Love John Cena the guy. Love John Cena the man. Fantastic person. The character that they did, what they did to his character is what I will critique here and there. But just having Brock Lesnar throw him around, that was dumb. You know, having the buildup of him and Randy Orton, that was a fantastic story buildup since they're all the same era. Cena, Batista, uh, Orton, and Lesnar are of the same graduating class of wrestlers. Those guys should be kind of an equal. So when Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar finally face off, again, it's just Brock Lesnar throwing Orton around for three minutes, making them bleed, and then it's disqualification. It's just, it was dumb. It's anticlimactic. There's no great storytelling there. I don't care if he is a beast. Kane was a beast, and Kane had better storytelling matches than this. Undertaker was the phenom. He had better storytelling in his matches than this. Lesnar going in for a few seconds, throwing guys around and pinning them is boring as shit. And that's, it's difficult. It's hard to say because, again, I like Lesnar the guy. I like Lesnar the athlete. I respect what he can do. Let him tell a story in the ring. Stop making him just throw guys around and smile and bounce around and leave. Can we get a story, please? And I'm hoping that's what we get here at WrestleMania. And I'm, I'm going to say that I would like to see Roman Reigns defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm hoping it's done 
in a full match. I'm hoping we get something that goes 15, 20 minutes at least. Give me 15, 20 minutes. You're going to give me, if you're going to give me a title versus title match where the winner takes all, where the winner of this match is going to walk out of that arena with two championship belts, I want at least 20 minutes of wrestling out of those two. I don't, I'm not talking Brock throws him around and walks around the ring smiling for a bit. No, no, fuck that shit. I don't want that. That's right. I dropped it. I don't want that shit one bit. That's going to, it's going to be horrible if you do that. Give me a match where Roman and Brock go toe to toe, where Brock knocks Roman down, where Roman knocks Brock down, where these two leave it on the mat. Give me a worthy fight. That's what I want to see. I want to see a battle. I want to see a war between these two. Not Brock confident the entire time. Not Roman confident the entire time. I want these both both these guys confident and beating the shit out of each other. Scripted, of course. Beating the shit out of each other. I want to see an announce table get broken. I want to see someone go thrown through stairs. I want to see both characters in pain. And then give me an ending. You know, whatever it may be. I'm hoping it's Roman beating Brock. I'm hoping it is. But if Brock wins... I hope it's at least a worthy fight that Brock has at least sweated a bit, that maybe he's a little out of breath or something, for God's sake. Jesus. Take another water break. Another water break. I can't even talk right. Got my throat all dry getting all upset. Anyway. (sighs) So that's what we got in line for WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I'm going to watch, of course. I'm not going to skip it. I, I, I pay for the WWE Network on Peacock. So, I mean, come on. I'm going to watch it. But I'm going to critique when it's deservedly so. Now that we're done with WWE, I'm going to walk on over to the other crew, the AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling, which is just, they have picked up where WWE has failed. If I watch a match on WWE and it lets me down, you know what? I know I can go and turn on AEW and enjoy the shit out of what they're putting out over there. And they are, like I said, this is the most credible threat that WWE has ever faced. And I hope, if anything, it just makes WWE get more creative and, you know, the Attitude Era succeeded because they were fighting against WCW. Maybe this is what WWE needs to get better, is by having AEW be a threat. Um, that said, by the time you hear this, the pay-per-view AEW revolution would have already happened. Uh, the matches that were go- that went on were uh, Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy and a fighter to be determined in a Face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, Orange Cassidy is always fun to watch. Keith Lee is a beast, and Wardlow is going to be the next big big thing in AEW, hands down. Uh, Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy took on Sting, Darby Allin, and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is easily one of the best guys to watch right now. He's one of my favorites. Um, The things that kid can do, uh, including... What he did in a ladder match against Cody Rhodes is still one of the most stunning moments in wrestling ever. Uh, Delivering a cutter, jumping from a top rope onto a ladder, then quickly jumping off of the ladder, grabbing Cody, delivering a 
a cutter off the top to the mat. Still one of the best moments in wrestling I've seen. I pretty sure I watched it on Instagram reels 50 times. It was just beautifully executed. And the fact that he's teaming up with the icon sting and Darby Allen, who's easily the, the, uh, the, the clone of Mick Foley and Jeff Hardy into one being. And that being was then raised by sting. That is Darby Allen. That's what he is. All of his moves are death-defying. He just uses his body as a weapon. The coffin drop still scares the shit out of me. I could never do that move. <laughs> Freak out halfway down. And he's just great to watch. And it's just fun seeing him and Sting together. And now that Sammy Guevara is with them, I can only imagine the triple teaming those guys will do together. I'm excited for that. Uh, Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan, real name is Brian Danielson, taking on John Moxley. John Moxley is on my top five at AEW. Along with Sammy Guevara, those John Moxley, I consider him like the Stone Cold of AEW. He's got the attitude. He just feels way more comfortable at AEW than he did at WWE. Those of you who don't know, he was Dean Ambrose in WWE. He is John Moxley at AEW, and it's just a better fit for him. It really is. And I, you know, again, it would have already happened by the time you hear this, but Danielson and Moxley going at it is just. A great ring to it. Uh, Jade Cargill will go against Tay Conti, went against Tay Conti for the TBS Championship. Uh, Jurassic Express and Red went against Red, defended their tag team titles against Red Dragon and a team to be determined at the time of this recording. Um, Britt Baker defended her title against Thunder Rosa and Hangman Adam Page defended his AEW World Championship against Adam Cole. Again, those two fantastic talents. Um, just amazing workers in the ring, fan bases behind them. Uh, with all those matches said, the one that really get, gets me, the real story angle I'm after is CM Punk and MJF. I'm, of course, I'm one of those guys who are extremely excited that CM Punk is once again in the wrestling world, happy in the wrestling world, not doing it be- just because he's doing it. Now he's actually back. He's got that love back for this uh this industry and it's great to see seeing him working with the new guys here seeing him go against mjf who's easily the best heel in wrestling today mjf is just perfection at being the heel that he is it's it's phenomenal watching the guy work um even when you hate him even when you hate the shit he says you're still smiling because the way he does it and the way he says it and it's just it's entertaining. It's it's great. And to see him and CM Punk, the history those two have, going back to when MJF was a little kid getting a photo taken with CM Punk, and now this is happening. It's just beautiful story writing. And that just that just says it all when it comes to how entertaining AEW is right now. I didn't even mention Ruby Soho at the time of this recording didn't have a match set for that. Uh, event, but Ruby Soho is one who's fantastic to watch, as is Chris Statlander. She is phenomenal. Um, we haven't heard anything yet from Kenny Omega. He's not come back since his loss to Adam Page. Um, but just AEW is exciting. It really is exciting. It's fun and exciting. You know, WWE, I'm getting the fun and excitement feeling when I see the bloodline, 
when Roman Reigns and the Usos and Paul Heyman come out, I enjoy the shit out of that. You know, I, I'm I'm an Anoa'i family mark. You know, any member of the Anoa'i family tree, I'm supporting. Rock, Rikishi, Roman Reigns, the Usos, uh, Umaga, the, the Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Yokozuna, going all the way back to the to the Wild Samoans. It's I support that tree. I'm a mark for the Anoa'i family tree, so my support, of course, will be behind the bloodline. So when they came out, when they come out, I'm enjoying it. When Becky Lynch comes out, I'm enjoying it. Um, hmm. See how hard I got to think now to see who else is there? Edge. Enjoy watching Edge. But there's too many angles that are just not interesting right now, that are just not grabbing the crowd, not doing enough, not fun like AEW is giving the fun. You know, and it's, and I don't want it to be that way. I want WWE to do well. I want both WWE and AEW to be firing on all cylinders, providing amazing matches with amazing story angles because in the end, they both win and we, the crowd, win. So here's hoping that WrestleMania is a hit. Here's hoping the matches go the way I hope they go. Um, and here's hoping that there's like, it, you know, you know, a story change, an angle change, a entertainment change, something that just sparks more interest in it because... AEW's doing it. They're doing it well for their size. They're doing it very well. And I just want WWE to be there as well, I guess. I'm still still that little kid who grew up watching WWE and kind of want them to do well as long as they do it right. As long as uh, you know, Vince lets it succeed. So there's that little dig in McMahon there for you. Anyways, that concludes my breakdown of the wrestling, the world of wrestling. As it is today, um, you know, if you've never watched any wrestling or if it's been a while since you've watched it, go check out AEW, okay? Go see what they're doing. See what this new crew is up to. Check out WWE. See what they're doing. Raw's on Monday nights. SmackDown's on Friday nights. Um, you know, AEW, by the way, uh, Dynamite is on TBS Wednesday nights, and AEW Rampage is on Friday nights on TNT. That's the show that goes against SmackDown. So, you know, check them out and, uh, you know, see if, you know, you agree with what I'm saying. Do you see what I'm talking about? Does it make sense what I'm saying? Uh, Am I full of shit and you actually like the spectacle WWE is right now? If so, cool. Enjoy it. I hope you do. I enjoy some of it. Not all of it, but some of it. I do. Anyways, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the K Plus Crusader episodes, please do us a favor. Like subscribe, and leave us a review, especially if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, Hopefully, it's a positive review. Hopefully, you like us. Give us those five stars. Let us know you like what we do when we talk about the comics or comic movies or comic TV shows or wrestling, whichever it is we talk about. Hopefully, you enjoy these. If you do, we thank you, and please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. It'd be fantastic. It gets eyes on the show. And if you can, <coughs> excuse the cough, if you can, be a member of the Nerd on Nation by joining the Nerd on Nation Patreon. Again, $1 to $5 a month. $1 to $5 a month. Whichever of those you'd like, it all goes into the Nerd on uh, Fund 
And all those funds do is help build this nerd on nation and just make our shows better than what we have right now. And so we can only go, well, you only go, if you like what you're hearing right now, it can only go higher if you join the nerd on, the nerd on nation. That's, that's my PSA for you. Uh, so with that said, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we look forward to having you back for our next episode. That'll be 185. What's the topic? I'm not going to tell you yet. You'll, you'll, you'll find out if you follow us on social media. That's right. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter, we are the Capeless Ones. Instagram and Facebook, we are the Capeless Crusaders. Uh, we do have a TikTok. There's nothing on it yet. Still working on that one. But if you, if you want, you can go on TikTok and follow us. We are also the Capeless Crusaders on TikTok. So feel free to add us there. Should be something there eventually once I think up a TikTok to post. Not like I'm posting any other social media channels. Oh, wait, that is me posting on the social media channels. How about that? I'll work on the TikTok. Okay. Um, with that said, on behalf of the entire crew here at the Capeless Crusaders and the entire crew over at Nerd On, we thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, always pursue truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Take care.